This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Lauren Obey grew up on the Red Soil country at the back of Burke. These days, though, she lives literally on top of the world as the part owner of a ski resort in the French Alps. There are undoubtedly worse places to spend lockdown, but I imagine there must also be some challenges that come with living in such a unique environment. Lauren joins us from the Chalet de Dulux in the middle of the Val ski fields in the French Alps. Good morning, Lauren. Morning. Thanks for joining us. When you were growing up in Burke, did you ever imagine that your future home would have the word chalet in the title? Never, never. And that I grew up um, zero altitude with red dirt in 40 degree heats. And now I live at 2,500 meter altitudes and <laughs> with white and minus 10 degrees. Maybe you're just like comfortable in extreme environments. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so what kind of impact has coronavirus had in France, you know, and how extensive is the lockdown that you're currently living under? Yeah, so it kind of all came into play uh, the start of March. It happened all really fast, actually. The president mm-hmm. spoke on Thursday and announced that from the Monday all schools, daycares um, would be closing. Here we were trying to prepare ourselves with a with a one-and-a-half-year-old, okay, what are we going to do for work and everything? And then Saturday we kind of got wind that they were talking about restaurants and cafes and everything will only be allowed to have no more than 100 people at a time. And so we were starting to deal with that. I'm like, okay, we can handle that. And then Saturday night at 8 o'clock, so three days later, the Prime Minister spoke and said as of midnight everything is closed, restaurants, coffee shops, shops, everything, or all non-essential businesses will be closed as of midnight. So I think, well, for us here, it was quite a big deal because Saturday is our arrival day for people that come to ski. So it wasn't a busy week, but we probably have about 30,000 people that come from all over Europe, all over the world to come ski, and they arrive on a Saturday. They hire their skis, they get their apartments and they get all set up and they were literally by eight o'clock at night found out that the next day they would have to leave. So it must have been a big shock to everyone. For everybody, for us, it was a big shock. We were like, okay, maybe can we still do one more day or, you know, we have fridges and freezers full of food. We have, we're going into our busy period coming up with Easter. And then, so we stayed and we started to pack up and people were pretty, Chill. There are people everywhere here in Valtorant. I've never seen so many people just walking on the slopes. People were everywhere. And I think in Paris was the same, all the rest of France. And Prime Minister, I was like, I don't think you guys have really understood this whole social distancing thing. And so he made the announcement on the Monday that as of the Tuesday, uh, we are in confinement, as in you are not supposed to go out. So what does that lockdown look like for you and your family on an everyday kind of basis, you know, like getting supplies, school, work, that kind of thing? For us here, we are on the slope, so we are by ourselves. We have no neighbours, we have nobody that comes around. So for us, like it does change our day-to-day life in that we are used to seeing between 300 and 400 people a day come through our restaurant and now we see nobody. So obviously that is a big change. But logistic-wise for us, like we have a snowmobile, so we can still go down our supermarket here has stayed open, so logistically it's been okay. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on wanting to go out. Um, 
people were at first were like, oh, we can stay, we can hike and ski. And they really put the pressure on that. They do not want anybody hiking, nobody skiing, nobody walking on snow. They were like, we don't want to have to deal with accidents and have to be picking up people and taking up hospital beds in places that need hospital beds. So they've had helicopters and drones out and circulating around all, all the time and they're trying to uh, – they don't get everybody, but they're fine. they get a fine if you go out. Um, you have to fill out a form when you go out, everyone in France. You have to fill out a form stating your name, your address, your purpose of going out. So you can either go out to buy essential items, you can go out. Um, if you have to work, you can go out for a doctor's appointment or to – Mm-hmm. Or you can go out for one hour within a one kilometer radius of your home for physical activity. We can still do that here. Paris last week, um, they had enough. They were like, no, you can't go out anymore between 10 and 5 during the day. There were just too many people going out. So we're still lucky here that we can still go out. Um, so you have to print off that, fill it out, and always have your ID on you in case that you do get controlled. Wow, that sounds quite a bit more restrictive than what you know we're dealing with yeah. here in Australia. So what have you been doing then to keep some kind of structure and routine in your day? I mean, I honestly thought you would still be able to maybe have a bit of a ski, but you can't do that. So I what, mean, what are you doing? We're quite lucky here in that like we do we have been going for walks and we've been like we've got a one and a half year old so we've been going for walks and we try and keep him busy and everything and we luckily have never seen any control here and we did talk to the the guy that runs the pieces and everything and he's like you guys you know you don't really have any choice like you can go between one kilometer of your house on snow so we have been doing that so yeah it is it is tough to kind of structure your day when you've got a one and a half year old and oh, you go through all phases i think at first you'd be like yeah cool it's our holidays for i mean we come from a pretty busy period um that about neil's my husband he's been working seven days a week for the last four months so usually at the end of the season anyway we kind of have a downtime and we just and so we kind of had two weeks of kind of doing nothing and and enjoying the sun it's it's been amazingly beautiful weather here like unusually warm and we have it has not snowed since we've been in confinement which for us has been nice so we've got a nice terrace outside so we've been able to sit out and and do stuff out there with Sam. And so we did that for like two weeks and then we were kind of like, oh, okay, no, we should like maybe start to do something. So I mean, of course, many people around the world are, you know, holed up in a tiny apartment or a dark townhouse. You are living in one of the most beautiful places on earth. Does that help you to stay sane and hopeful? Yeah, definitely. Like I think about I think we can all be a little bit selfish. I know I was the other day, I was a bit like, oh, I'm ready to leave, you know, like you can get a little itchy, itchy feet and then you have to step back and look and be like, I live in a pretty amazing place in the world. I'm pretty free. I have space. I can hear where we are in Valtans. Um, We had quite a few cases at the start and we didn't have to see anybody. We just hunkered down up here and it's really died off. We're quite a small population when there's no tourists. Mm. Um, our supermarkets have everything we need. We're not having to wait in ridiculous lines. Like we're not... We're not having to go through the real thing, I think, that lots of other people are going through. I mean, we do live quite high in altitude, so we have no trees and we have no nature. I think that's the one thing that we start to miss now when it starts to get warm. Like I would like to see some green or some trees or some grass or something. But 
Yeah. I mean, uh, being in the tourism industry, that obviously has been particularly hard hit by the crisis. Are you confident that tourism industry and the skiing industry will bounce back? I think for us, we will bounce back. I mean, we're, we're quite fortunate in that we are only open uh, seven months of the year. We open in November and we close the first week of May. So we got the better part of our season done. Mm. I mean, it is a loss financially. We probably lost about 500,000 euros in terms of profit for a restaurant. But compared to other places in France that are going into their summer season and aren't sure if they're going to be able to open, I mean, we are pretty lucky in that we just closed. We don't have to keep staff on. We didn't have to keep stock around. We didn't have to just in case it would open. I think next year it will be a bit of a different season, maybe a little bit less busy. Um, we're not too worried about it. I mean, where we are, we are the highest station ski resort in Europe. So we always have snow as well. So people were one of the biggest. So people, we are kind of a hub and people come to ski here for the snow. And so I think next year people are a little bit weary. We'll have a better chance than maybe some of the smaller ski fields. For many of us, you know, this time has given us a chance to maybe rethink a little bit how we're living or at least to reflect on what's important to us. Do you have any thoughts about that? I think like even at the start, like I said to my husband, I'm like it can be scary and everything and I think it's it's a nice feeling. Like it, it is a once-in-a-lifetime chance that we get to live in this moment and it's not easy but you, I think we can see the blessings in it in that like for us here we live a pretty busy life in the winter and we have a kid and and we get to experience something that we might never experience that we get to spend time as a family uninterrupted time as a family there's nothing that we need to be out doing there's no one we need to be out seeing and I take it as a blessing for us and I I, I hope that people have taken it as well like I know it's not easy for a lot of people like you're not apartment like you're homeschooling kids and it's definitely not easy but I think it's a good way that we appreciate what other people do as well for us like we've gone into a stage here especially in France like that we are reliant on the lowest income people we're reliant on the cashiers at the supermarket at the nurses at the cleaners at the cooks at hospitals um, I think everyone appreciates a hundred percent of what teachers do now and <laughs> And I know for me, it's put me in contact with way more people that I would usually not have time to talk to. And I'm now forever doing video chats with girlfriends all over the world and just getting back to basics a little bit, like kind of honing in and communicating with people because you can't communicate physically. And I think it's it's really important to have communication, like to have contact with other people. And if this is our only way, I think we're very innovative in how it's all developed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat to us this morning. No worries. It's been great. Yeah. So it's a accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the best, Lauren, and uh, I hope that everything gets back on track for you for the next ski season. Yeah, thank time. you so much. Thanks. That is Lauren Obey, who is in lockdown in the French Alps with her family. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.